If you've been binging my free content here on this podcast or over on my YouTube channel, I want to take a quick second before I start this episode to thank you so much for being here. But the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 200 other owners, and so much more. The price for Play Cafe Academy will go up before 2022 is over. So lock in the current price and get all the exclusive bonuses, including a month inside Playmaker Society and getting a chance to work with me personally by heading to the show notes and choosing your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Friday. So on today's little mini-sode, I simply wanted to take this opportunity to remind you of something really important, something owners often lose sight of, myself included. And that's that even though there are best practices and things that are just more common or popular when it comes to the indoor playground industry, It is absolutely okay to adapt everything and anything you bring into your space, whether that's a piece of advice or a piece of play equipment, to your specific business needs and the needs of your specific customers that you want to reach. And that's because every indoor play space is allowed to serve and impact their communities in their own unique way. Just because one owner finds success in one area does not mean that's the only right way to do things. And I'm going to give you an example, so just hang tight. But right now, when I look for an indoor play space, I look for something very gross motor focused, but also sensory friendly for my autistic son. But a few years back, his needs were completely different, as were my set of priorities when choosing a space to frequent. When he was a toddler, he preferred more relaxed, imaginative spaces that were a bit more cozy and confined. And that's the wonderful thing about kids and families. We're all different, and that means your space is allowed to be different. And this episode was inspired by one of the hottest debates in the Playmaker Society group that pops up once every several months. And That is the great train table debate. And 
No, I don't mean that we argue whether or not train tables make a good toy because they're definitely very popular. I mean the debate for and against gluing the tracks down. And again, every couple months, someone kind of posts and says, hey, are there any you know fresh new opinions on this? I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to glue the tracks on my train table down. And I was looking at this post the other day and Even though there were like 40 plus comments on it by the time I even saw it, the thing that I absolutely love is that every single one of those comments and opinions was right and valid in their own way. And for me personally, our space was a bit more imaginative and we served very young kids. So I would say our quote unquote bread and butter was kids under the age of four. So before they reach school age. And because of that, we chose to glue the tracks down on our train table. And that's because children that age just really don't have the fine motor capabilities to be able to manipulate the tracks and make cool new designs. And it just made a mess. And I always felt like before we glued the tracks down, I felt like parents were constantly frustrated because they brought kids to our space to give them a little bit of a break and give the kids a chance to play and explore on their terms. And when a child, when a toddler or a baby would approach a train table and the tracks were just absolutely everywhere in a big heaping pile, they kind of just moved on because there was really no way for them to successfully play with that piece of equipment in that way. So our staff was constantly trying to reset up the tracks and then a toddler would just kind of come and crash everything down. And For that reason, again, we decided to glue the tracks down because when a baby or a toddler approached the train table and everything was set up and all they had to do was kind of glide the train among the tracks, then they were able to have a successful and meaningful play experience with that toy. And one of the favorite comments that I saw on this post was from Jeremy, the owner of Playbound in Chicago. And he said that if you glue the tracks down, it makes a train table an imaginative toy. And if you don't glue the tracks down, that makes it an engineering toy. And just like I said, both of those ways to utilize this piece of equipment are valid, but it just makes it geared towards different interests and different age groups. So again, for us, the age that we served, they were not really just into or capable of using a train toy as an engine or a train table as an engineering toy. Our customers were really looking for that imaginative toy. So that's why we glued the tracks down. But some other people in the group who, who serve a bit older of an age range, they don't glue the tracks down because the kids really enjoy, again, manipulating those tracks and creating cool designs because that's the age that they are currently at. So Again, both opinions, both practices are absolutely valid, but I love that way of looking at it, that five different play cafes or indoor playgrounds can bring the exact same piece of equipment into their space and all use it and serve their customers with that piece of equipment in a different way. And at some point, you might not glue the tracks down and decide, you know what, this isn't really for work working for us, and then one day just wake up and decide to glue the tracks down. That's the best part of owning an indoor playground and being the owner of your space is that you're allowed to make those decisions based on the changing and evolving needs of your business and your customers. 
So that was just a little example. And again, a little reminder that it's okay to be different. It's okay if your business doesn't look exactly like another business that you follow or admire or look up to for inspiration. And that's another reason why I love the fact that it's okay that multiple play cafes and indoor playgrounds can exist in the same town and all be successful because we can all choose to serve our communities and our customers in different and unique ways. So I'd love to know your opinion on this. I'd love to know what you do in your play space. And your play of the day is really just to find one piece of equipment in your space and kind of take note of how you've adapted it to fit your business and your customers' needs. And I want you to share that on social media. So that's your play of the day today is to take a look around your space, see what you've adapted and how you've listened to your customers or made a little change to give people an even better experience when they come to your space. Because people like seeing those behind the scenes details. They like to see that owners and staff are taking notice and are constantly looking to make that next improvement for their better experience. So a lot of times as owners, we get kind of caught in the weeds and caught in the little tiny details that we forget to share and we forget to involve our customers in that process. So again, your play of the day is to take one little thing that you've adapted or maybe some a piece of feedback that you've gotten from a customer that you've since implemented and share that because people are going to take notice, people are going to engage, and they're going to appreciate it. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Monday. 